You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to here on Locked On Cougars, like usual. Our 2020 BYU football debriefs continue today. We're going to talk about the specialist position for BYU. Solid outings from both the kicking and punting units, but the return units, man, they left a lot to be desired in 2020. We'll look ahead to 2021 for those groups. We'll also talk about the 2020 football season being officially put to bed last night. Alabama back atop the college football universe. Nick Saban wins it all once again. We'll put a bow on the 2020 football season as a whole and, of course, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, Rock Auto, and one of our new sponsors here on Locked On Cougars, Squire & Company. We'll tell you about all those companies as today's podcast rolls on. There you go, kind of the roadmap, the breakdown of what we're going to cover on today's show. Without further ado, let's get into it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 12th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Reminder for you, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to Locked On Cougars from. That way you never miss an episode. I know the college football season is technically here with the college football season put to bed officially last night with the playing of the college football playoff national championship but you know what we ain't stopping anytime soon college basketball is well underway we'll have coverage of the cougar cagers whatever's happening in byu football and you know what spring sports the 2020 pandemic has pushed a number of sports to the spring we're gonna have plenty of cougar talk for you guys over the next few months well we're 228 days officially until week zero games get going in college football again I'm going to venture a guess that we're going to fill up the vast majority of those 228 days with a podcast that covers something. Plain and simple. We will have plenty of Cougar talk for you guys. Whether it's us doing our 2020 debriefings, looking back on the 2020 BYU football season, or we're just having some fun looking ahead to 2021, talking BYU basketball. Maybe it's some BYU baseball, women's soccer, volleyball. There's a lot of different things to cover in the coming months, so make sure to join us each and every day, despite football season being officially over. We got plenty to cover with you guys, and appreciate your guys' support. All right. That's my long-winded way of saying, hey, support the podcast. Hit that follow or subscribe button once again. Make sure to leave us a rating and review those five-star ratings. They are worth their weight in podcast gold and cannot thank you guys enough for your support and helping us out with that. All right, kicking off today's show, uh, first off, congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide. They are your 2020 College Football National Champions, a dominant dominant season for Nick Saban, a resurgent season after a down year by their standards a year ago. And I have to say, 
I like watching high-level football, and that's why I really enjoyed watching what BYU football did this past season. Alabama did it at probably a higher level than the Cougars, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what, folks. When BYU's offense, with Zach Wilson at the helm, was operating at peak efficiency, BYU's offense was right up there among the best in all of college football in 2020. I think BYU's defense probably would have been their undoing had they gotten into a college football playoff New Year's Six type of game this year. That's just my personal opinion. I know the metrics bear out that BYU's defense was better than a lot of people think it was, but the eye test was not flattering for Elisa Tuiaki's unit. But nonetheless, congratulations to Alabama. And now that the 2020 season is officially over, despite all of the stop start and all the different issues within it, that unprecedented season has been put to bed. And you know what? We made it through, folks. That's the biggest thing. We made it through this season, and I think we all can take a bow and be happy that we were able to watch football this year. I think there was a big fear come well, probably in the July-August range last year when we all kind of sat there and thought, okay, is college football actually going to happen this year? Is the pandemic going to take our favorite sport away from us? Thankfully, BYU football forged ahead and had no fear. I got to give them a tip of the cap to Tom Homo and the rest of the BYU athletic department and the BYU football program with Kalani Sitake at the helm. They showed no fear. They forged ahead and said, you know what? We are going to move heaven and hell to give ourselves an opportunity to play. And that's exactly what they did. And the result was a 12-game season, an 11-1 overall record, and just a phenomenal, phenomenal overall season campaign however you want to term it for the BYU football program one of the all-time seasons I talked about this a couple weeks back that the 2020 football season for BYU is that special season that the Cougars and fans who have watched this program for years and years have been craving and watching for and it's kind of funny that it came in a pandemic ravaged year but nonetheless an absolutely fun exciting just a joy in many ways, to watch this team operate. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding going on this coming offseason. None bigger than finding a replacement for Zach Wilson. But I think the good news is, is the Cougars are on the right track. I am a firm believer that Kalani Sitake is the right man to lead the BYU football program forward. I honestly believe that Kalani deserves a contract extension at this time, and not just simply to make sure that other programs understand how valued he is at BYU, but to show that BYU believes in him. I think that there are some lingering feelings of, hey, you're going to reward a guy like Mark Pope for one season, a great season to boot. Let's be clear about this on the BYU basketball front, but you're going to lock him up long term where if you're Kalani Sitake, you had to grind and just absolutely grit your teeth and fight through everything to get that coveted contract extension. After what BYU did this year, and I don't want to hear anything about the schedule. They played the schedule they had put in front of them. They put it back together when they were down to just two games, folks. I don't want any of the smack that, well, they didn't really play anybody. You know what? That's beside the point here. They put together a special season, and Kalani Satake needs to feel the love from the university, from the athletic department, from Tom Homo, from Kevin Worthen, from the board of trustees up in Salt Lake City who are the head honchos of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He deserves that much. And you know what? I think that it will come. I hope it comes, I guess what I should say. I think it should come. I can't really report that it is going to come, but... 
BYU had an absolutely stellar season. And I'll tell you what, coming off the 2020 season, I am really, really excited for the future of BYU football. And like I said, I think Kalani Satake is the right man. But once again, congratulations to Alabama on winning that national title. A well-deserved national championship for Nick Saban and his program. And you know what? I'm already looking forward to the 228 days between now and next season and cannot wait to get it going once again. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll stick with the BYU football theme of things. Our 2020 debriefings continue. Today, we're going to talk about the specialist positions for BYU. Kicker, punter, kick returner, punt returner, all that fun jazz. All of the contributors from 2020 return in 2021. Some positions, stellar. Other positions left a lot to be desired. We'll break all that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you, though, by our good friends at Bet Online. I've told you a lot about this company over the past month or so since they signed on with the Locked On Podcast Network, folks, but we love Bet Online. What it is is if you want to bet on anything, whether it's the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, maybe you put some money down on last night's college football national championship game, you like NBA betting, college basketball, no matter what it is, you can find lines, prop bets, whatever you want to bet on at betonline.ag. The best part, you get a free account when you go to betonline.ag and sign up. You don't have to pay anything to sign up. But when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus for signing on with BetOnline. It's a great company. The payouts are fast and simple, and they want you guys to be taken care of. So without further ado, get to it. Get to betonline.ag, sign up for that free account, and when you make that first deposit, remember, use the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus, and you can start betting with the best. That's BetOnline. Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, our 2020 BYU football debriefing sessions continue today with the specialist positions for BYU. We're talking kicker, punter, punt returner, kick returner, all that fun jazz. And we talked quarterbacks yesterday, so if you haven't heard that episode of the podcast, I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to it. Talked a lot about replacing Zach Wilson for the Cougars. Some great conversation there. If you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to that. I don't mind if you pause it now and rewind and go to yesterday's show and listen to that and then come back to this one. But I look at the specialist positions for BYU, and I really feel like it's a thing that we have both good and bad with this. And bad's probably too strong of a term in some ways, but maybe uh, less than what is expected and what should be expected from certain parts of this. The good, first off, is the punting and kicking uh, game. The kicking game had a Lou Groza Award finalist and Jake Oldroyd perfect from all of his attempts from field goals in 2020. Had one PAT blocked and one missed PAT, I believe, on the season. But nonetheless, I thought he should have been the winner of the Lou Groza Award. Jose Borregales from the University of Miami in Florida Florida won the award, but the good news is Jake the Make is going to only be a sophomore, I guess technically again next year, and has three more bites of the cherry to win that award, and I would imagine if he puts together another season, maybe even a better season than what he had this year, he'll be firmly in contention for that award, and it wouldn't surprise me at some point if he brings home the Lou Groza Award. He has been absolute nails since showing up at BYU out of South Lake Carroll down there in Texas, and man, what a find he was for the BYU 
BYU football program after it seemed like years without a reliable kicker. And that's the good news. Also, another good part of it was Ryan Rico. I thought as a true freshman, the six foot five, 240-pound behemoth of a punter had an absolutely stellar uh, freshman campaign. Didn't get a lot of action. Let's be clear about this. Only 28 punts on the year. Uh, averaged 45.1 yards per punt, a long as 61 on the season, one touchback, uh, 14 of them fair caught. So 50% fair catch rate, that's actually stellar. And a 50-plus uh, punt average had eight of those. So just a great debut for him. Uh, you would expect maybe with the offense facing off against some stiffer competition, he gets a little more action in 2021. But nonetheless, I think both the kicking and punting units, barring something unforeseen, are set for the foreseeable future for the Cougars. And that's very welcome news if you're a Cougar fan. Now, where I have my druthers and where I want to make an argument that BYU deserves and should get more, but I think that the Cougars need more from the return game, especially in the punt return game. Hobbs Nyberg, I loved watching him in high school. He was a great player for Dixie High School, a standout baseball player as well. He is a member of both the BYU baseball and BYU football programs. But when Hobbs Nyberg is your best or, I guess, thought to be your best punt return option, you've got issues at BYU. Nyberg on the season, 11 returns for a grand total of 60 yards, an average of 5.5 yards per return, a long on the season of 16 yards. As a team, BYU had 21 punt returns on the year, 80 yards, so 3.8 yards per average, and the long that Nyberg had was 16 yards. The only other one that was over double-digit yardage was Talmadge Gunther with a 10-yard return. Actually, it was technically his only return with gained yardage. So, BYU punt return absolutely needs work. I don't know what it's going to take. Dax Milne took a bunch of punts early on in the year and then had some issues holding on to the ball, muffed a couple memorably, or I guess infamously, and lost the job. Hobbs Nyberg, fine player. There's no doubt about it. A standout baseball player. I think he could be a guy that can contribute for BYU on the football program, but if he is your top punt returner in 2021, I've got major issues with BYU's ability to find a returner that can contribute in a bigger way. It seems like it's been literally decades since BYU had a legitimate return man who struck fear into the hearts of opponents, and in the punt return game is what I should be clear about. Guys like Adam Hine have been finding kick return, and we'll talk about kick return here in just a moment, but the punt return game for BYU is just a abysmal. It was absolutely abysmal in 2020, and it needs an upgrade. I don't know if there's somebody ready-made on the roster that could be the answer to that, but they need to try out any and all options coming up in spring ball and wherever uh, summer takes them and on into training camp to find a better option. You, you cannot... You, average 3.8 yards per return on the season as a team, it, it just doesn't cut it, folks. And Call me uh, petty or whatever you will, but I just you need to have a bigger return presence. I know that anymore in the college game and in football in general, returns have been kind of been taken out, uh, kick returns in particular. And we'll, like I said, we'll explain more about that here in just a moment. But punt return is still a facet of the game that I feel like you can attack opposing teams in flip field position. A lot of teams like to punt, and then when they get a big punt and quote-unquote outkick their coverage, well, you got to be able to make them pay. And BYU has not been able to, especially in 2020. They did not make opponents pay. And you know what? 
I, I hope that there is an answer that they can find for a bigger weapon in that regard. And maybe they find that somebody on the roster of Miles Davis, potentially as a guy who returned uh, returns to the program in 2021 after contributing a running back. Maybe he can add returns to his game. I really like the way he moves. He's very smooth on the field. But the, the thing about punt return is you have to have a guy who's absolutely fearless and absolutely sure-handed. These are people, and hey, I... I'll be clear about this. I was I would have never volunteered to be a punt returner. I'll be clear about that because you were looking up into the lights or into the sun, trying to track a ball with guys swarming all around you. You never know if you're actually going to just take a shot from an opponent who thinks, okay, I'm going to time this out well, and you could break ribs. You could have all kinds of things happen to you. You have to be absolutely fearless and courageous to be a punt returner. So I'll be clear. Hobbs Nyberg, tip my cap to you for being willing to take on that role, but BYU needs more production from that unit. Absolutely. Now, kick returns. Let's talk about that for a minute. Caleb Christensen was brought into BYU's football program in a two-faceted role. They really felt like he could be a contributor in the defensive backfield for BYU. BYU, but as a guy who is one of the best return men in Utah high school football history, yes, you heard that right, one of the best in Utah high school football history, the hope was that he could come in and make an, an impact right away for BYU on kick returns. Christensen on the season in 2020 had 16 returns for 329 yards, was at a healthy average of 20.6 yards per return with just a long of 31. The hope is as he heads into, I guess, what will technically be his true freshman season in 2021 because 2020 as we all know eligibility was frozen for all athletes well as he heads into that you hope that he learns from this the other issue is that is that college football and football in general wants to get rid of the kick return game the fair catch take the ball at the 25 yard line it's put there as an incentive for you to fair catch it or let that ball dribble through the end zone for a touchback I get that they want you to do that but a kid like Caleb Christensen who proved he had plenty of ability to take it to the house on any given kickoff in high school well he was brought in in hopes that he would become uh, the kick returner that BYU could strike fear into the hearts of opponents in the kick return game. The good news is he's a young man. He's got four more years at minimum, or potentially five if he even redshirts, I guess, at this point, to contribute in the kick return game for BYU. I would hope that uh, Ed Lamb, who runs special teams for BYU as their coordinator and the other coaches who helped him out with that, with the different units, that they can get things in order to make him a better weapon in that game. It didn't seem like BYU was very... um, what, what am I trying to say? I'm, they weren't very on the they weren't on the same page. It seemed like on many kick returns in 2020, whether that was a result of the scheme that the opposing kickoff team had, or a guy misses a block, etc. It just never seemed to cam- come together all the way for BYU in 2020. And here here's hoping, and this is just my hope, is that BYU going forward, the return game can contribute to a larger degree for BYU. Whether that's finding a new option in the punt return game, which I think absolutely needs to happen or finding a way for Caleb Christensen to be more effective as a kick returner. You got to find answers for that. And I guarantee that Ed Lamb and the assistant coaches who help him out on special teams will be looking into the film, watching the film, gauging how things go, looking at new trends in college football and trying to find the answers for it. But that is absolutely a priority for the specialist positions that needs to be fixed this upcoming off season and on into training camp, getting ready for the upcoming 2021 season. I'm really pleased 
pleased with the kicking and punting games for BYU. I have absolutely no complaints on those two. The hold, uh, the holder position, very steady. There's no problem there. But the return game is where the specialists need uh, the specialist positions need upgrading in special teams. And here's hoping that Ed Lamb and his assistants on the special team side of things can get that figured out over the coming days and months and weeks ahead as the offseason rolls on. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the specialist positions. We will continue on with these debriefings. Like I said, we talked about quarterbacks yesterday, specialists today. We're going to roll through every position group for BYU and break them down for you over the coming days and weeks. Some of them will be broken up uh, pending BYU basketball contests and the like. Thursday, for example, probably won't do one considering we'll be previewing BYU against St. Mary's and Hoops, but you know what? The days that we don't have a BYU basketball game or there's a dearth of topics to talk about, I can guarantee you a debriefing session will take place for BYU football. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll run down everything else you need to know about the BYU sports programs, a school record set in the pools over the weekend we need to talk about, and we'll catch up on all that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you, though, by our good friends at rockauto.com, folks. Many of you out there are do-it-yourselfers, and especially during this pandemic-ridden year, I guess last year, the pandemic-ridden year of 2020, many of you became even more of do-it-yourselfers, and that may involve your car. If you want the best prices on parts for your vehicle, whether it's a car, truck, or SUV, I want to encourage you guys to check out rockauto.com. What it is is rockauto.com is a family-owned company been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, and they bring them to you at rock-bottom prices. But you don't have to worry about the, the parts being rock-bottom or bottom-of-the-barrel parts. They have every part available for every car, make, model, whatever you got. So you can go to rockauto.com right now. Check it out, guys. You can search your car out, the model, the year, etc., and look at all the parts available for your vehicle. No matter what the part is, I can guarantee that rockauto.com has an option for you. While you're there checking that out, make sure to fill in the how did you hear about us box and mention that Locked On sent you so that way that they know that we sent you to check them out. I can't recommend this enough, guys. It is the best option for you guys if you're looking for the auto parts for your car and you want to get it done yourself. The prices cannot be beat. So check it out once again. That's rockauto.com. Amazingly low prices. All the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. All right, folks, you need to take some time today and talk to you about one of our brand new sponsors here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, and there's our good friends over at Squire and Company. What you're wondering is probably, okay, what is Squire and Company, Jake? Well, Squire is one of the largest Utah-based CPA firms and serves clients throughout Utah as well as the United States. It was founded on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals, guys. Regardless of whatever you need CPA-wise, whether you're an entrepreneur, you run a business, uh, you have your personal taxes. Squire can handle it for you guys. They have grown into a forward and strategic thinking advisory firm as well that assists large companies select and implement accounting systems like NetSuite, Microsoft Business Central, and QuickBooks, guys. They have got all of the answers for you if you're looking for CPA type of business-related topics, I, no matter what it is. And I can attest to this company, their success. I talked about it last week on the podcast, but Joe Squire, the founder of Squire, was actually a neighbor of mine growing up. Ray Chipman, who I'm working with now with Squire, is absolutely fantastic. A huge BYU fan to boot. And I love what Squire is doing for all of their clients. I cannot encourage you guys enough to check it out. They're excited to work with companies of all sizes, starting from startups to mature billion dollar companies. So no matter where you might be with regard 
regards to your business or your entrepreneurial spirit, Squire can be the perfect option for you. Check it out, guys. They have two offices, both in Orem and downtown Salt Lake City. And as Ray likes to note, both locations are within walking distance of Maverick, so you can get your soda fix. He's a Diet Mountain Dew drinker, so no matter what you want, I can guarantee that Maverick's got the option for you guys. Check that out. If you want to reach out to Squire and talk to Ray, I encourage you guys to go to Squire.com. That's www.squire.com. Or you can email Ray directly to help them. He'll get you in contact with the right people at Squire. If he can't help you directly, you can email Ray at RaymondC at Squire.com or give him a call anytime, 801-477-4950. That's 801-477-4950. Trust Squire to take care of all of your CPA or business needs, guys. That's Squire and Company, 801-477-4950. Check them out online at www.squire.com or reach out to Ray now at RaymondC at Squire.com. A couple of notes for you before we go on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. Let's start off at the Richards Building Pool and a congratulations to sophomore Brad Prolo. He broke the school and pool record in the 200 butterfly with a time of 1 minute 46.71 seconds against Utah over the weekend in a time trials meet that took place Friday there in Provo. It's actually really cool to see him win that. Like I say, he's only a sophomore, so hopefully he can build upon that and hopefully have some better showings in the 200 butterfly and set that record a couple more times before his career is out but congratulations to him that's a pretty cool honor and best of luck to the men's and women's swimming and diving programs as they move forward here they were competing over the weekend at Utah's natatorium against Air Force Wyoming and Utah good to see them and the women's team also in action but Brad Prolo the big star of the weekend in that regard one other note uh, from today's show I wanted to run down is Brett McMurphy obviously one of the foremost authorities when it comes to college football America's college football insiders he likes to term himself and I believe he is just that he has put out his way too early 2020 college football rankings and BYU is inside his top 40 he did a top 25 which funny enough actually has Utah at number 11 he's really high on the Utes who BYU will face in week 2 of the 2021 season currently but nonetheless cool to see Brett McMurphy realizing that BYU's got something going here uh, he had his top 25 uh, Liberty came in at number 25 where I thought BYU, in theory, probably could have slotted, but I think he looks at the losses of Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen, among others, and says, okay, BYU's probably a top 40 team, and here's hoping they can go out and prove him wrong and move back into the top 25. He put out his final AP ballot yesterday and had BYU at number 14. I know some of you on social media, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch, were less than enthused with him having them ranked so low in your minds, but I think that BYU, you know what? You take it and you move on here. And at time of recording, the final AP rankings haven't come out. So let's be clear about this. I'll talk more about those. I expect BYU's probably going to finish in that top 10 to 15 range on the season. I thought they had an outside shot at making it into the top 10 in the AP poll. But we'll run that down on tomorrow's podcast once we actually have that. I think it's supposed to come out late tonight. I'm already recording late enough. And I'm not staying up till it comes out. So nonetheless, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast and continue with our debriefing 
coaching sessions for BYU football. So there you go. Everything that we have covered today, and I cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. As I said, hit that follow or subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating, a sentence or two, what you like about the show with a comment. And we love your guys' support of the podcast. And you know what? College football offseason is here, but that doesn't mean we're stopping anytime soon with the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 12th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.